This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha and Simons. The hottest spot in Chicago right now has to be Fulton Market. The trendy district has everything. Michelin-starred restaurants, chic cafes, boutique hotels, and tech firms like Google. Of course, it wasn't always that way. So has Fulton Market's transformation from gritty to glittery been for better or for worse? In a few minutes, we'll hear from a former planning commissioner who says the development in the area has gone too far. But first, to give us a lay of the land on downtown development, we're joined by Crane's Chicago Business commercial real estate reporter, Danny Ecker. Hi, Danny. Welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me. Danny, let's start with Fulton Market. I remember when there were a lot of nightclubs, just a few restaurants. One time I was at a club and got blocked by my car at 2 a.m. by a truck that was going out to probably make a meatpacking delivery. What has happened in that area that made it so attractive to developers and companies over the past 10, 15 years? Well, it was a few factors uh, that all started back in around 2013 or so when uh, I guess the, the biggest event that set off the transformation was when Google struck a deal with developer Sterling Bay to say, hey, we're going to move our Chicago office to the Fulton Market Cold Storage Building, which is going to be redeveloped. Uh, you know, and sort of planting its flag there that said, wait a minute, this area of meat packers and food wholesalers is pretty gritty, now might have a chance to change into something very, very different uh, when Google kind of leads the way there. So that kind of happened in conjunction with the city uh, changing the zoning for this neighborhood, recognizing that a lot of the um, meat packers and, you know, old line companies that have been there for generations were moving elsewhere and saying, hey, you know, let's let's look at uh, maybe changing the zoning to allow some different uses in this longtime industrial corridor. And the city opted to allow a lot of density, big downtown zoning um, allowances so that developers could come in, buy properties and turn them into much, much larger projects. Um, so that really kind of in combination with Google set off a run of companies there, including McDonald's, and Mondelez International, and more recently, you've had Kimberly Clark moving to the neighborhood, and John Deere uh, going to open an office there. I mean, it's just this corporate destination that has really large uh, buildings and proposals for even larger buildings. And so it's it's sort of taken off and really drawn uh, national, if not global, headlines uh, as this um, amazing hub of of uh, of companies and sort of a transformation of an old neighborhood. Meanwhile, over in River North, the Merchandise Mart is planning a new $60 million renovation. Is this an effort to compete with Fulton Market? Oh, absolutely it is, uh, among other places. I mean, you think about the old post office, too, has sort of uh, been, you know, this newer version of what the Mart had offered. I mean, think back 10 years ago, Motorola Mobility in 1871 and, and other co- tech companies were going to the Mart, and it was a very popular place for tech companies. And then now you have full market, the old post office and, and other uh, parts of the city that have been sort of the draw for, for uh, those uh, you know, emerging tech companies that, um, that want to uh, plant their flags in Chicago. And, um, you know, you have buildings like the Mart that aren't really, you know, terribly outdated. But in this environment where a lot of companies are rethinking kind of what they need in terms of workspace with the rise of remote work over the last couple of years, uh, it's much harder and more expensive to make deals and to be competitive. A lot of these, a lot of these buildings that really aren't that outdated have to invest heavily in, you know, making their buildings um, competitive with 
the areas that are thriving, like Fulton Market. Merchandise Mart used to be one of the places for commercial real estate space. Has it been able to keep up with the competition, given places like Fulton Market? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's been, um, it just has had a different type of user that's kind of drawn there. You know, you've had companies like Yelp and uh, Braintree and, um and others, you know, uh, others that have moved out or have, have put their space up for sublease or part part of their space up for sublease. Um, you've also seen a number of showrooms in the mart that was you think, well, these don't, they'll never leave the mart. The mart is the place for furniture showrooms. They have gone to Fulton Market. Um, you know, a handful of them. Now there have been others that have gone into the mart. So there's, you know, the mart still has a lot going for it. But, um, you know, generally speaking, you know, what 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 drew companies to the mart. Um, a decade ago was they had these huge floor plates and you can get every uh, company um, all on one floor, you know, uh, you know, a sea of desks and, and that kind of thing. And, and I think now when you think about the future of, of how offices may be used in the future, which is much more of a um, collaborative meeting space uh, type of use, as opposed to a lot of individual work that can be done perhaps at home um, or other remote locations uh, you know, it's a challenge just to overcome that for a place like the Mart or any building that, you know, feels like, oh, they, they, they might need to, um, you know, uh, change their layout or, or renovate their space to, to be more conducive to how companies want to use space in the future. Tell us more about the $60 million renovation that Mart is doing. What's what's it for? It's it's a it's really focused on the first two floors of the building, you know, which obviously get a lot of traffic from people getting off the L um, and, and those that work there, of course, but they're redoing the area along the river to make it a little more green, more landscaping. They're redoing uh, one of the entrances at uh, Kinsey and Wells. Um, they're adding a, a, a giant gym on the second floor, which actually be the, the building's second gym, um, and another big tenant amenity space on the second floor. They're just trying, trying to make this the type of space that um, the top buildings in the city have you know these amenities that make someone you know these companies right now are looking for spaces that they can say to their employees hey you're going to want to actually be here in person as opposed to work from home that's really a challenge right now for for companies and for that reason we're seeing a lot of the leases that are getting signed um are in buildings that are the highest quality you know newest and most recently renovated and i think the owners of the mart recognize that and are making sure that their space on the first couple floors there is going to be competitive enough with uh, with their peers. Yeah, I've noticed that in some downtown buildings, very loungy workout spaces, have some coffee, have some wine. Please come to work <laughs> is what it seems to be right. telepathing. Uh, well, Danny. And that's, what, and that's what Fold Market has had going for it, too, is really that it has all these things, right? I mean, at a time when a lot of downtown has sort of been sluggish during the pandemic, Fold Market has, been, have had, has had much more activity. You have a lot more restaurants there. Um, and just companies that have people have been down there. So it's just having that life is a big deal. And I think that's what Fulton Market has shown. That was Danny Ecker of Crane Chicago Business. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Thanks for having me. This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore and for Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the development of Fulton Market and the new development plans for the Merchandise Mark. Joining us now is former Commissioner of Planning and Development, Andrew Mooney. He had an op-ed in Cranes recently on the changes to Fulton Market over the years. Andrew Mooney, welcome to Reset. Thank you. Good to be with you. 
Andrew, describe what Fulton Market looked at, looked like before it became part of the glitterati of Chicago. Well, Fulton Market, <clears throat> excuse me, is a, was a century-old uh, food distribution area, uh, very industrial, uh, heavy uh, truck use, a lot of purveyors of meat and vegetables, mostly to the restaurants around the city, but uh, elsewhere as well. The facilities uh, were, as I said, rather old by the time um, I became commissioner. And indeed, the many of the owners were looking around and had purchased properties in other parts of the city uh, ready to uh, move their uh, operations. Uh, some of the facilities, in fact, didn't even meet uh, food quality standards for food preparation at that point. So, <clears throat> excuse me, by the time I was uh, commissioner, it was clear that there was going to be a transition underway. It just wasn't clear what that transition was going to look at look like, at least at the beginning. We just heard from Danny Ecker from Cranes, and he talked about Google in 2013 announcing that it would come being this huge shift. But I think the shift came even a little earlier. Um, we, the Google effect before that was the Oprah effect. Yeah, that's right. I was going to I was going to mention that there are a couple of nuances to the history of, of the area. The uh, Oprah effect was really important. Uh, there were also one or two other young companies that had moved into the area, one of which was a uh, cosmetic company uh, that uh, brought uh, attention to the area, though not immediate uh, real estate development attention. But nevertheless, Oprah really fundamentally uh, established a different character to the neighborhood that made folks uh, sit up and, and take a look at it. Uh, there's another nuance we can talk about later about uh, land use plan that we, we uh, approved for the area. Well, let's but talk the about... Oprah, I'm sorry, the Oprah effect was really important. Well, what was that land use plan that was approved by the city? Yeah, uh, so Danny uh, got it right except <clears throat> for the interim period. When we first started to look seriously at the future of the market area, uh, we did two things. One was we recognized the historic character of many of the buildings in the area and that they really were one of the attractions for the companies that we saw moving in. Google was certainly one, but there were a lot of smaller tech-oriented companies that we saw popping up. And it was clear that, with, particularly with a younger workforce, that the historic character was part of the draw to the neighborhood. So we went ahead and did a, a, a number of landmarks in the neighborhood to help preserve their character. But the other thing we did initially around 2013, 2014, was introduce a land use plan that would have impact not only the historic buildings, but a larger uh, area that en encompassed those buildings. And that would, um, to a certain extent, limit the types of new development that would occur in the area and the kinds of uses. So in that land use plan, we uh, described where we expected residential uh, housing to go, uh, where new commercial development could go, hotels, and so on. The whole idea being to that the whole area would be able to complement the historic character uh, of, uh, of the market. What's happened since then is that many of those limitations have been withdrawn and uh, m more dense development, larger development, uh, and 
uh, more diverse development is being allowed by the city at this point. So, Andrew, when you are walking around or getting a bite to eat in Fulton Market, what do you see? Why do you think it has gone too far? What is standing out to you? Uh, Primarily density, uh, which leads to a number of other issues, Um, congestion, uh, traffic issues. uh, There is a a, a utility problem that uh, will eventually begin to limit the development. Overall, I'm I'm in favor of the redevelopment of the neighborhood, obviously. But what I'm concerned about is that if you go too far with that development, uh, such as this new massive development that uh, Cranes has reported on that's going to have a, a million and a half square feet of, of uh, <clears throat> excuse me, facilities under roof, that you're, you're uh, in a sense, killing the, uh, the golden goose. The, you're killing the character of the neighborhood. You're um, creating conditions that make it difficult to work in the neighborhood or to live in the neighborhood, and that ultimately will have a very negative impact on future uh, development. There wasn't a a ton of housing that was in the area, but new housing came up and there wasn't a lot of affordable housing that was included. And several years ago, I reported on a study that UIC did about Uber gentrification, focusing on businesses being pushed out. When you were commissioner, what were you hearing from the longstanding businesses? Well, we were really hearing uh, Two or three things. Um, as I said before, one of the things we heard and we were aware of is that a number of businesses were already beginning to relocate to other parts of the city. Uh, and the second thing uh, we realized was that uh, as good owners, responsible owners, they were they intended to get as much value for their uh, long investment in these properties as they could. They were originally fearful that the historic designation would uh, put a limit on what that value might be, although I think uh, you could easily say that that has not been the case. So there were those, really those two things that were going on. There there was some notion that um, the neighborhood, the uh, market district could remain as some type of industrial use, but uh, that clearly wasn't in the cards for anyone. Do you think that there's anything you could have done differently when you were commissioner? And what would you tell the current planning commissioner to look out for? I would go back to the original land use plan that we had uh, put in place and um, take a look at the the important aspects of that with respect to moderating the development and keeping the development in character throughout the district. That's really, uh, I'm not, uh, in my opinion piece, was not intended to say stop development. My opinion piece was to uh, suggest that there could be more thoughtful development that would lead to the long-term sustainability of the district. So I would, I would encourage the planning department to go back, take a look at uh, some of the original work, update it, uh, and expand it as necessary, and then uh, do what's necessary from a legal point of view to impose it in the neighborhood. That was former Chicago Planning Commissioner Andrew Mooney. Andrew, thank you for joining Reset today. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.